Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 98. Today's podcast is a solo episode where I will be answering questions from the community over on Instagram. Now, every time I do this, I try my best not to look at the questions beforehand. I've taken a screenshot of them and I've got quite a few um, screenshots here in front of me. I won't count them all, but there's a lot. So I will chip away at as many as I can and answer the ones that I feel I can. There are a lot of questions that come through that I just can't answer, um, mainly because they don't just involve me. And I always need to be really, really mindful of that. So I'm sure you can work out the sort of theme of those questions, but nonetheless, let's get stuck into it. So one of the questions that came through was, how do you explain to your kids contributing to the house? Now, I think this really does depend on the age of your kids. And if you've not listened to my episode on family rules, jump over and have a listen. But contributing to the house, the way that I explain it to the boys is that We are a team. I always call them the dream team. Um, When they were really little, they started saying that we were three best friends. And that's kind of stuck as well. And so I always just say to them, we're a team and teams need to all work together. It's not mummy's responsibility to do everything. And it's been really, really helpful. And the contribution side of things, I've really enjoyed fostering that with the boys and I can see now that they get such a sense of achievement out of it as well so of course it depends on the age but I think that explaining it like you're a team and we all have to take responsibility that's probably a really really good angle and I think it's also really important to notice when kids do contribute thank them, have a conversation with them, praise them because kids really love to be praised. And I've shared this story on Instagram about how one of my little boys is notoriously not fantastic at putting his dirty socks in the laundry basket. 
but he did it one day after school recently without me having to ask him. You know, normally I'll have to say, hey, like put them in, put them in, like remind him. And he did it without me even asking. And I was carrying um, a laundry basket and I put the basket down and I started clapping and I had a little dance around and I like picked him up and I spun him around. And I know that sounds ridiculous because he didn't win a peace prize. He put his socks in the clothes basket. But my point is it made such an impact on him. He was laughing and smiling. And every day since then he does it. And he just looks out of the corner of his eyes at me with a little twinkle. And it's like, we know, we know that's a big deal. So that might be helpful for you. Um, Fingers crossed. Now, another one is how to respond to a three and a half year old saying he doesn't want to get old and die and that he doesn't want me to die. Oh, this is hard. And I feel like around three is so the age that we begin having kids ask these questions. And I'm going to blame Disney because it seems like every Disney or Pixar film, I think they're the same thing now, someone dies. You know, a parent dies. In Frozen, her parents die. The Lion King, like, and I know that these stories all need some sort of adversity, but it does bring death to the forefront of little ones' minds. And I've spoken about this before in terms of the way that I've explained death to the boys. And this was when they were probably around the same age and I spoke to them and I guess I kind of veer more towards a scientific approach but also age-appropriate. And I was just explaining to them, you know, we all have organs, which we've spoken about in terms of what their body has on the outside and the inside and explaining to them that, you know, your heart does stop. When a heart stops beating, it means that the blood can't get around your body and whatnot. But I guess this question is how to respond when a three and a half year old is saying he doesn't want to die. I always go for redirection on this one with my two. So when they went through that, um, I just explained we've got a lot of living to do and kind of turn it around and talking about all the things that we can do. So that might be helpful for you. Um, It really just depends on the kid and how impacted that child is. But perhaps having a listen to my episode with Karen Young because she's fantastic. You could even listen to some of her resources She has an amazing book called Hey Warrior that talks about anxiety. So that might be helpful as well. But yeah, I would go with redirection on let's think of all the amazing things that we can do and maybe make a plan for them. That could be helpful. Next is what is the plan for when you'd introduce partners to the boys? So um, I don't have a concrete plan on that. My thing is that I would need to be pretty certain about someone. And I don't think that you can ever be 100% certain, but I would want to be really, really confident that the person I was introducing the boys to was ready for that as well. And ultimately, it would just depend on the kids being very, very stable. And the way that I would imagine I would introduce someone to them is gradually, very, very gradually and with care and monitoring how they coped with that and more so introducing that person as a friend 
not like, oh, mum has a boyfriend and our life's going to be like this now. It would be very, very gradual. But I am in a situation where the boys are with their dad a good chunk of the time, so it's different. It would be a completely different thing if I had the boys 100% on my own, I imagine. Next is do you ever get takeout food and do your boys ever eat junk food? I never get takeout food for myself. It doesn't cross my mind to do it. I mean, sorry, scrap that. I do get takeaway food but not from your fast food chains and whatnot. We've got some really nice restaurants close by and with the global pandemic and everyone reinventing themselves, I've had takeaway more often but it's not something I do super frequently. Do my boys ever eat junk? Yes, they do. I don't want to restrict them and have them, I guess, I guess my concern is if I never let them have it, then they could go the other way and go a little bit crazy as they get older and want more of it. So I'm good with them having a bit of exposure to junk food, having treats, enjoying treats and not letting food sort of rule their life. How did your awakening unfold? unfold and evolve. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I'm awakened. I, I don't know if I'd say that. I think that I've been through some really tough times and during those times I've been fortunate enough to learn some really big lessons about myself and I would say that I am curious and I like thinking and I really am drawn to the emotional intelligence side of things but I wouldn't say that I'm hashtag super woke. (laughs) Next is, did you have a C-section with the twins? How was recovery? Be honest. I will be honest with you. I I don't know why it made me smile someone saying be honest, like as if um, they're already thinking that you would tell a fib about the recovery. The C-section recovery for me was fine. It was more so emotionally I found it really hard because when I had the boys, they went straight into special care and I was discharged without them. And my emotional side of things was really, I felt traumatic, but my physical side of things, brilliant. I don't get me wrong. I had discomfort, but I would liken it to feeling as though I'd done a really big ab workout. And I can remember there was a time when I was deliriously tired and I was cracking up laughing over something. I can't remember what it was, but you know when you're just so far gone, you're just so exhausted that something's funny and you can't you can't get it under control. And I was in so much pain from laughing because my it felt like my ab muscles were really really sore. I had the boys on a Friday and by Tuesday I was walking gently around the block um thongs only, not doing proper walks, but I was definitely feeling pretty good. I really, really liked my SRC recovery shorts as well. But I didn't find the recovery to be bad at all. I had a great obstetrician, which I think goes a long way as well. I I took the painkillers, but I, yeah, I can't recall it being awful. There was definitely shoulder pain the night after, like the night, like immediately after having the boys, which my mum had warned me about. I think it's trapped gases from surgery. I had really, yeah, quite excruciating pain in my shoulders, but 
Other than that, it wasn't too bad. Do you make photo books or albums for the boys? I don't and I should. So if I if I start doing that, I will let you know. What are your favorite podcasts? I love podcasts. I'm such a podcast junkie. Right now I've been listening to Life is Short with Justin Long because I guess I absorb a lot of personal growth things in other areas and the podcasts that I've been wanting to listen to lately rather than having any anything too informative or heavy. I've been enjoying more the lighthearted style. So I really like that one. I also am a huge fan of Armchair Expert, which I've spoken about before. I do love Tim Ferriss for when I feel like thinking. I also like the Making Sense podcast with Sam Harris if I feel like thinking, but lately it's been more geared towards, geared towards, excuse me, listening to things that are a bit lighter because I feel like my life's quite serious at the moment. Next is dating as a single mum who has minimal support. So that's more, I think, I guess that's a statement, but they're asking perhaps if I have any advice for that. Dating as a single mum with little support, I it would be really, really hard. And I mentioned that a few questions ago saying that it is different for me because the boys go to their dads, you know, whereas I've got people that are close in my life and they have their kids close to 100% of the time. So it is a different dynamic and I guess perhaps it would be, you know, you have a right to socialise and find love again and all of that stuff. So perhaps it would be an opportunity to look at engaging a sitter that you feel really comfortable with, building a bond with someone so that you can have that support. Support can come in a few different forms. You know, it might be during daycare if you don't have family members close by or that babysitter that you can really, really trust. But yeah, it is definitely a tricky dynamic. A question here about career path. When did I decide what I wanted to do? I think I'm still deciding. Um, You can jump over and have a listen to my episodes specifically speaking to that because it's kind of a long answer. Um, Did I miss something about the psychic reading? So I had a psychic reading last week. I will share her details on Instagram. I... I've not been to a psychic in a really, really long time and I just went open. I am not someone who would live my life by what a psychic says, but I do believe that there certainly are people out there who have a gift of reading you, knowing things, like just there was too many things that came up that it's like, okay, that would be too far-fetched to be a coincidence. And when I booked in, I did not use my proper email address, nor did I use my full name. And so it was interesting. There were some things that I didn't connect with, but I've spoken to other people who have said you might not connect with them straight away, but then it will become apparent to you over the next couple of months or however long. And an example of this was the psychic I saw was very certain that there was someone close to me that had with a DNA line that had died in a car accident with a D letter name and for the life of me I can't think of who that would be so things like that but then other things that came up I was like covered in goosebumps and burst into tears because they felt so spot on um 
Next is, do the boys fuss at bedtime? I sit with my kids to get them to sleep, but it takes an hour to fall asleep. My two can be like busy at bedtime sometimes depending on the day, but they are really well-oiled machines. Since separating, um, I've been happy to sit with them at bedtime because one of them likes me to hold his hand and that's I really don't mind doing that. Does he need that to fall asleep? No. There are times when I'll say to him, all right, mum's going to go clean up the kitchen or I'm going to unpack the dishwasher or I'm just going to have a shower and then I'll check on you and he's fine. But his preference is that I sit close enough that he can look at me or that I hold his hand and, you know, maybe it's a bit of mum guilt or whatever, but any sort of support that they've needed, and I'm sure there are times when he's taking the piss, but any sort of support that they've needed, I've been very willing to give them. When... If you do have a little fussy period before bedtime with your kids, you might find it helpful to look at increasing the transition period between being super busy, go, 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 and slowing down. So whether that's an hour between playing and TV and bed, and that's when you have the bath and, you know, a massage if they're really little, books, just slow down, (laughs) even speaking slowly as I say it. But increasing that transition period could be helpful because if they go, 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 and then you're like, okay, it's 6.30, it's 7, get into bed, and they've been watching screens right up until that point or they've been wrestling or whatever it is, they might be taking that hour to fall asleep, that hour to fuss. So you might want to add a transition period in there. Um, Stair climber brand. I could get up off my butt and go and check, I guess. Stand by. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. It just says Stairmaster SM16 and I brought it on Facebook Marketplace. I think that I manifested that because I'd been looking for so long for one but they're super ridiculously, stupidly expensive. And just one morning I was in the bath and I was talking to my girlfriend Kelly from the bath, voice messaging, and it dropped into me. I was saying how I was missing the stair mill and I thought, oh, I've not checked Facebook Marketplace for a little while. And I did and there was one on there and it was reasonably priced and then they took $2,000 off the price as well. So I just felt that it was meant to be. I mean I asked them like I negotiated the price down is what I mean. Um, Next, any future ambitions or goals? Yes, but I – yeah, of course. But to be completely honest – My response then was, yes, I do, but I still feel some of them are a bit murky and I think that right now in my life I I feel as though, and full disclosure, I'm a bit low energy and a bit flat today, but I think that I've been so in survival mode at times this year that I've not lifted my head up to look too far beyond. I'm very much focused on I just need to know whether I'll be able to stay in this house. I just need to know, like I just need to have some level of certainty and some, you know, structure in the company and whatnot will need to change. And there's just a few other things that in the right now I'm being consumed by. And once they're resolved, I cannot wait to start looking beyond. So yes, but nothing that I can really share here right now. Have you ever had any other fillers aside from your lips? I've had so many. There's another question right under it. 
Just wondering if you've had your cheeks filled. They look incredible. Did it hurt? And I know that there's another one about my cheeks. You guys, I've just put on weight. (laughs) People keep asking me, have you had your cheeks filled? I'm like, no gang, I've just gained a couple of kgs. That's all it is. I have had my cheeks filled ages and ages and ages ago, like years ago, and I didn't love the result. Um, I mean, I've, I'm always super happy with where I go, but I didn't love that fullness to my face. <laughs> I'm not super loving the fullness in my face right now either, but it just is what it is. Um, and people have asked if I've had my lips filled recently. No, I think my Invisalign is just changing how my teeth sit and it makes my lips look bigger. So that's that. <laughs> Was your separation out of the blue? Or a mutual thing. Again, sorry, I read that before thinking on that one. Again, these are all ones that I just can't really comment on. How did you get through your separation? I've been separated for five weeks and I'm struggling. It's really hard. Have a listen to the episode that I did with Cass Thorburn. I think that you'll take a lot from that. I overfunctioned in the early weeks. I just was like in almost some sort of mode where I shut down some of my feelings and just went into function overdrive. And that's not necessarily healthy, but it's just the way that I coped. So yeah, maybe have a listen to that episode. Doing the work, do you journal your answer or do you do it in the moment that you realize suffering? When I do the work, sometimes I'll journal it and sometimes I'll just mentally run through the questions. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, have a listen to my episode with Byron Katie or just Google the work um, and you'll be able to find that. Some tips to sticking to a clean and healthy diet. Be organized. Uh, Know what you like in terms of what are the foods that you feel really, really good when you eat. Have lots of them. Um, I think that I've done an episode on this. Maybe scroll back and see what episodes you can find on the podcast because I've shared things about, you know, doing a fridge makeover and how important it can be to have things in clear containers and based and um, positioned at eye level height and things like that. I think ultimately when it comes to sticking to healthier eating, It's really all just about awareness on how foods make you feel. Next, when you need to be present with kids, how do you take off your other hats to be there fully? That's something that I think a lot of people would struggle with. I do compartmentalise. I remember at one of our events, one of our speakers was saying that she really enjoyed when her little ones were younger that she would do like a lot of her mental processing while playing with them. She was saying like I wasn't fully engaged in the playing but I was there and I was still mentally running through her stuff and she was really happy with how that worked for her whereas for me I do feel like I need to compartmentalise so that I can give the boys the energy and the attention that I want to give them. I think it's helpful if you list things out so if you have your to-do list or your must-do task and you just do like a bit of a I think people a lot of people call it like a brain dump which I just don't like that term but where you just drop everything out of your brain (laughs) onto a piece of paper it then allows you to feel a little more free and you can focus 
and be a bit more engaged. Also just knowing that you're only doing it for a certain amount of time is helpful. Um, How do you cope with criticism close to home from family, etc.? I have a pretty thick skin. Um, I also don't feel like I get criticised that much by people that are close to me. Growing up in a family where everyone would speak very freely, very loudly, very openly, you develop a thick skin quickly. Um, Sorry, that's not a super helpful answer, but it's not something that I deal with daily, weekly, monthly, really. Would you remarry? Oh, I don't know. Where do you see yourself in five years? Again, back to the question about goals, still not sure. Like I used to think that I thought that I knew, but one thing that I have learned is you just can never know. You really can't ever truly know what's going to happen or what's around the, I was going to say river bend. I think I've been listening to the Disney playlist too long. <laughs> um, what have you manifested intentionally? Everything. Oh, that's not true. I've manifested a lot unintentionally. But what have I manifested intentionally? So many things. I mean, Stan Mills one that I just mentioned. So many things. I'm sat here with a smile because there's one thing on my mind that I feel I have manifested but I'm not going to talk about right now. I was saying on stories the other day that I had said to a friend, oh, I feel like I've taken a break from manifesting. And as soon as the words left my mind, I was like, no, no, you never take a break from manifesting. Whatever you're getting in your life is what you're putting out there, I think, Um, obviously with some exceptions. But yeah, that's all I'll touch on for that one right now. How do you handle whining mums of singletons when you are a twin mum? Oh, I don't like the tone of that question. Oh, I don't like the tone of that at all because I just think it's such a – and I know it's hard to get the tone right when you're asking questions because you only have a certain amount of characters. But for me it's never been about handling whining mums of singletons because then it's almost like a competition of being like they don't have a right to complain and it's just not true. As someone who spent a lot of time working with parents who had singletons – A singleton baby can be just as hard. Obviously, it's a different dynamic, but we all have different levels of hard. So, yeah, that's not something like how do you handle whining mums of singletons? To me, like parenting is just not a sport. And, you know, it's not an Olympic sport. We're all in it together. And I've never once thought, oh, wow, that person shouldn't whinge because of X, Y, Z. Um. Because, yeah, then you're just, I guess, disempowering and taking away from their experience. So that's my answer on that one. And there's always someone that has it harder than you. So, you know, if you look at a, if you've got twins and you think of a parent with one baby and you're like, oh, they don't have it hard, they shouldn't whine, how can I handle them whining? There's going to be a parent out there that has triplets and a toddler and an older kid and their partner works away. Like there's always someone. We're always entitled to feel our own heart and it is cathartic to whinge sometimes. So if you do have twins and you're not enjoying other people whining, um, that's just the terminology in this question, it's not about you. It's not don't take it as a personal attack would be my advice there. 
I get another one. Where do I see myself in 10 years time? No idea. No idea. These are all the things that I thought I knew and then I realized I had no idea. Um, do you think consumerism is contributing to people's discontent and unhappiness? Yes, for sure. I think about how social media is contributing to people's discontent and unhappiness with more regularity than I did five years ago when I first started using social media. It is definitely something that is on my mind and, yeah, so yes, I do. I do think consumerism contributes to people's unhappiness. What is a pleasure that you give yourself you still feel guilty for? What is a pleasure that you give yourself you still feel guilty for? I really don't think that I feel guilty about – I can't think of anything that I'm like, oh, I feel guilty about that. Like there's faux guilt – Like I'll say like one of my guilty pleasures is Love Island UK. Like that's kind of a guilty pleasure because it's not something that really aligns with my values and beliefs. It's so tragic. You know, I watch it and I'm like, oh, this goes against so much that I actually believe in, but I get so sucked into it. Um, Three things you would tell yourself whilst parenting toddlers. Three things. Okay, one is... Do not expect your toddlers to act like small adults or even children. They don't have the capacity to do it. They are still learning. They are still growing. So have realistic expectations. If you expect a toddler to act like a toddler, you're going to end up feeling so much more satisfied with their behavior. The second thing is you do not need to fix everything like I have a lot of parents that get in touch saying how can I fix this or how can I fix that it's like you know what there are so many things in toddlerhood that you just have to go through (laughs) and it's not your job to fix it it's um just supporting them through it the third one would be sleep is a priority their sleep and your sleep so if your toddler's not sleeping Get Toddler Life, the program, immediately, if not sooner, because sleep is life. And if you're not sleeping, you're really, you're just, it's going to be really, really hard. Um, Did you try marriage counseling? Yes, yes, and yes. And the second part of that is, did you learn anything? Yes. I feel like I learned so much during my relationship, and I've learned so much in the time since as well. What else have we got here? What does your dream morning look like? That varies. I would say on the days that I don't have the kids, my dream morning is waking up, doing some exercise, coffee or tea in silence, journaling, meditation, walk on the beach. When I do have the kids, um, dream morning, it's, it's not too dissimilar to that, but it's just inserting the small humans around all of that. I would say I like a slower start to the day. Years ago, I loved getting up super early and just getting straight into things. But excuse me, the last year I've enjoyed probably a slower start to the day. And again, I think that's just reflective of, you know, when you've got a lot of stress in your life in other areas, You need to go a little slower in the areas that you can. How do you deal with judgment about the way you parent? I don't. I don't really um, engage in it. Everyone's always got opinions. And I think that maybe it's because 
I'm not super attached to the way that other people parent. Like I don't go around during my everyday life looking at the way people parent and holding up a yardstick and going, that's wrong, that's right. And I think that if you do get into that mindset, that's when you yourself start to feel judged, perhaps. But for me, parenting has always been one of the things that I'm very, very proud of the way I parent. And I think that when you're really proud of the way you do something, if you've got a lot of conviction in it, it's like you have your blinders on and you don't, you just believe it's so much in what you're doing that you don't allow other opinions to penetrate your thoughts. And again, a question after that is tips on dealing with people you dislike. Oh, I read that wrong. I thought it was people not liking me out of the corner of my eye. Tips on dealing with people you dislike. Uh, again, I think that if you really don't like someone, it's usually a reflection of something that's going on for you. So if there's someone that I'm like, oh, I really don't like that person, it's a really good invitation for me to look at why. Why and what are they triggering within me? And if it's something that's like a soft spot for me, like a wound, an invitation, something I can look at and address and examine, then that's such an amazing opportunity for growth. And then on the flip side, if it's just that that person's nasty and I don't want to be around their energy, you know, an example of this is I do not want to hang out with people that only want to talk about other people. I just, uh, it's just not for me. And so that can make me kind of go, oh, I I don't really like that person and I don't want to hang out with them. But then I just don't. I don't put myself in a situation where I have to see that person a lot. If that's helpful. What else have we got here? There are so many. There's no way I'm going to get through all of them or we'll be here all day. What are you most excited for in the future? So many questions about the future. I am excited for parts of the future. I really, really am I feel like this year has been such a huge curveball and it does feel like an adventure. So I'm excited to see how the boys grow. I'm excited for what life has in store for me. And yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens. Sometimes I'm also super overwhelmed as well. Next is you are at a cafe. What is your drink order and what is your food order? My standard cafe drink order is an extra large decaf long black with a dash of almond and my food order. I really need to get more adventurous with food. I'm so boring. I would just go with like a standard, some sort of salad situation. Although I shouldn't say it's boring because you can get some really delicious salads, but that would be me. Um, What else have we got here? Will you go back to your maiden name? No, I don't think I'll go back to my maiden name. But I have considered lopping the camps off my name and just going with my middle name because the boys and I have the same middle name. So then it would feel as though I've still got the same last name as them. And that's something that the psychic did say to me I should do as well. So perhaps. Have you been on any dates post-separation, positive slash negative ones? I have. I have been on dates. And... I'm smiling because it's like positive slash negative. I remember a story another flight attendant told me and she said to me, when it comes to dating and meeting people, always go for the story. Don't go thinking, oh, I'm going to meet someone and fall in love and it's going to be happy ever after. Just go for the experience and go for the story because even if you go on a date and it's not 
something you super enjoy, like you get there and you're like, oh, this isn't for me, just go for the experience. And so I really like that philosophy. Um, What else have we got? Loved your little outing. Are you close to your sister? So my little sister has identical twin boys and a six-year-old as well. And this weekend I had my niece from like 9 (laughs) a.m. until – it was a long time. It felt like a long – I should say it felt like a long time. It's just like three six-year-olds is a lot. So she had two sleepovers and we went while watching. And I think the dynamic of three kids all the same age was a little tricky. I find it easier when there's four because I've noticed when there's four they peel off and give each other a bit of space whereas with three it's – Felt like a lot of um, refereeing. It was busy. But she's amazing. She's got such a cool personality and I wish that they lived closer so I could hang with them more. Are you truly happy with having two boys or do you feel pressured to not want more kids because your ex never wanted more? I'm asking because I have three and my husband wants another but I am okay, I am pretty okay with no more kids but do feel pressure to have another one from hubby. Sorry if that sounded disjointed but I have to read it through like three question boxes. So the first part, am I truly happy with the two boys? Yes, thrilled. Two is plenty for me. People do keep asking if I would ever have more and the one theme through this episode should be that I have no idea. None of us have any idea um, really on how life is going to happen. So I would say I'm very content with just two kids. I don't feel a maternal desire to go back to have another one right now. But you just, as I said, say it with me, never know. Then the next part is husband wants another one but I am okay with no more kids. It's such a personal such a personal decision that I don't really know if I can comment on that other than saying if one parent really does not want kids and one parent really does, I think that you would need to be very much on the same page and you'd really have to communicate very, very well so that one person doesn't feel resentful of the other. So it might be something that you explore with a third party when you can really, really talk out how you're feeling because someone's going to have to concede and you don't want a life of resentment or holding someone in contempt. Those are the things that you do not want in a relationship, so I've heard. Um, So that could be something to explore with a third party or just give it a bit of time. You know, maybe it's a decision that you don't need to make right now, but you revisit it in six or 12 months or whatnot. Um, Okay, There there are a whole lot more in here but I just can't get to them all I don't think breast lifts scars products treatment my scars are really really neat they've faded so much that they don't bother me I don't really use anything special on them at all but if you do have scars from breast surgery maybe reach out to one cosmetics and ask them um last but not least number one favorite thing about working for yourself And that is that I never, ever, ever dread the next day, ever. I can remember having that feeling in high school where I hated Sunday nights and like I would just dread 
going to school and I had that experience in experience in a job as well in my late teens early 20s and I just never want to have that feeling again and I can truthfully say I do not have that so that would be my favorite thing about working for myself I hope you've enjoyed this episode (laughs) oh my goodness episode of ask me anything as always it would mean a lot to me if you do take a screenshot and pop it over on your instagram stories and tag me at kylie camps so i can reshare on my own as well hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 